Warrior Princess Nation. Welcome back and thank you for listening to the Princess Chronicle podcast. This is Nikisha. I'm so excited for what God has for us today. So grab your Bibles, pens, journals, and let's dive in. Hey, princesses. Um, Today, I just want to have a quick girl chat with you about um, just life, you know, and the difficulty sometimes that we experience in life. And it's hard. And right now, life is happening in my house. So you may hear the dryer going in the background. The dog is, you know, wanting to come in the room with me and I won't let him. Sometimes life and the busyness of life can be overwhelming for us. And for the last week or so, I just kind of been pondering just life. As a matter of fact, on one of my um, personal social media pages, I posted that we literally have four options to when life gives us lemons. And I felt like um, I've been dealing with some sour lemons um, this past couple of weeks. If those of you that don't really know, I um, was diagnosed with a really rare form of migraines called hemoplegic migraines. And I really don't know why they call them migraines because you don't always get a headache and it doesn't respond like your typical migraines. And oftentimes when people hear the word migraine, they like, oh, just take an aspirin and get over it. But with hemoplegic migraines, it's not. It's like repeatedly having a stroke over and over again. And you literally have to deal with the um, rehabilitation of it all. And um, you know, learning to walk and talk and being paralyzed and coming back from that. And it's just, and then the aftermath or in between each episode, there is for me, prolonged auras or um, the aftermath of having so many of them so often that my brain is just really dysfunctional right now. And so um, just trying to deal with all that in one of the doctor's appointments because my brainwave activity has shows drop off so it'll wave normal and then it'll just drop off and it's causing my me to literally it looks like I'm staring off into space um, until my brainwave activities come back and this happened um, quite often and quite often while driving so my neurologist was like no more driving until um we take a look at this um, until this gets better and these symptoms go away, no more driving. And I left there literally in tears and I cried um, and I cried out to God. This is not the first time it's happened, but I like I've made so much progress and I fight to get back from this place. And now here I am again. And I was feeling a little bit defeated. And to be honest, I was downright mad, Um, mad at God, mad at the situation. Like, why do I have to deal with this kind of thing? Why do I have these lemons in my life? And for those of you, you probably relate. There are lemons in your life, things that you don't really want to have to deal with, read relationships or sicknesses or finances or whatever the situation may be. There are lemons that you feel like I've been given this to deal with and I really don't want to. And how come life can't just be easier for me? And why do I have to deal with these um, the sour lemons in my life, the sourness of it all. Why do I have to deal with these hard things? And so that's been literally what I've been looking at all week is, God, why the hard things? Why the hard things in life um, do we have to deal with? And no, it's nothing compared to dying on a cross for the sins of humanity. I mean, that was some sour lemons that Jesus took and literally made lemonade for on our behalf. Um, but still in all, we live in this broken world and we deal with brokenness we deal with heaviness we deal with the results of sin we deal with sour lemons every single day and as the daughters of god it's like why am i still holding on to these and having to deal with these sour lemons and so literally the concept of 
what I posted and what God has really been dealing with me, there are four options that we can do with our sour lemons. We can literally give them back to God or hand them over to God, release them and say, okay, God, this is too much for me to deal with. And I'm giving this to you and I'm asking you to make something greater with this, to take these sour lemons and make the greatest lemonade ever. But I'm telling you, ladies, that is a process and it takes time. Um, because we don't always want to do that. We don't always want to wait the process out while God works on making our sour lemons into to the greatest lemonade we've ever tasted. Um, the option number two, besides giving them to God, was throw those suckers back. And literally, part of my Facebook post didn't say suckers. I literally dropped an F-bomber. Sorry. Um, but I did. And that's how I really felt. I was like, I want to throw these suckers back um, because I felt like in the moment, I didn't, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to have to deal with this constantly, day in and day out. This illness affects some area of my life and my level of independence of being able to get around on my own. And even if I don't leave the house, the fact that I know that I can leave the house was this free independence for me. And I relied on that. And I trusted the fact that I could get behind the wheel of a car and go where I wanted to go. So I really wanted to take that news from the doctor and throw those suckers back because I didn't want to deal with it. Um, we could also take those lemons and add it to the sweetness that's already inside of us. So we could take those sour lemons and add it to our sweet tea um, and enhance the flavor of our tea. So we can kind of accept that we have these sour lemons and deal with something, uh, add it to something in our life to make it greater or have a different perspective and outlook of what these sour lemons are bringing to our lives. Or, uh, and one of my favorites is we can just, Take those lemons, ignore them, make grape juice, sit back and watch as the world kind of wonders, how do we do that, right? Um, so that's kind of like pushing those lemons to the side, it's like I'm not dealing with you and make grape juice and sit back and sip it. Um, and really just like, I, I'm not I'm not dealing with this sourness, but that kind of like pushes it to the side. It's still there. Those sour lemons are still there. Whether or not we are acknowledging that they're there, they are there. And so I think it's best that we deal with those but it's not easy. Uh, and one of my favorite prophets in the Bible, Isaiah, Isaiah had to deal with some sour lemons in his life. As a matter of fact, he kind of starts off um, his whole entire ministry dealing with the hardness and the sourness that he had to deal with. And I think there are three ways that sour lemons come into our lives. Either one um, on the part of something we've done sin or something we've created, a mess that we've created, that these sour lemons come into our lives that we have to deal with. Two, as a result of someone else's behavior or actions that we now have to deal with the consequences of sour lemons. And then three, there are times that God would allow sour lemons into our lives to mold and shape us and grow us and stretch us. Um, because we just we're living in a fallen world and and things happen sour lemons are going to come so it doesn't matter your background or race ethnicity um it doesn't matter any of those things what matters is if you are human you're going to have sour lemons in your life so you need to figure out how are you going to deal with the sour lemons when they come and i think um 
one of the things I've learned when it comes to making homemade lemonade is the more sour the lemon, the better the lemonade is going to taste. Once you add the proper amount of sugar to balance out that sourness, it is the best lemonade ever. So we can literally take the sourness of it all, the, the, the hardness of the lemonade, and break it down and make something wonderful in our lives if we are willing to put in the work. And so here we find in Jeremiah chapter one, here we find this really young man, Jeremiah. As a matter of fact, when he gets the call in his life, he is about early 20s, no more than 25 years old. So he's really, really early, somewhere between 17 and 25 years old when he gets a message from God that God is calling him. Now, Jeremiah understands that, um, you know, he understands all about God, the God of Israel, his father. Um, was a priest. So Jeremiah is what we call the PK. You know, he's a preacher's kid. So he took, he understands that, you know, when God speaks and he listens. And so God gives him a word um, and lets Jeremiah know that, hey, Jeremiah, I know all about you. I knew you from when you were still in, the, in your mother's womb being created or being formed. And he says, while you were there, I formed you. I knew you. So God is letting Jeremiah know, hey, I created you the way you are on purpose for a purpose. And so he doesn't matter, princesses, that, you know, who you are, where you are, or how you are. Know that God formed you and fastened you in your mother's womb. He created you um, and he knew who you were going to be before you knew who you were going to be. And so it's in this place that Jeremiah begins to understand. God says, I've set you apart. I sanctify you for a purpose. And Princess God wants you to know that he has a purpose for you, even though you're dealing with some sour lemons right now, that he has a purpose for you. And he says, not only do I have a purpose, but I have sanctified you for this specific purpose. No other person is designed and created and sanctified for the purpose that God has for your life. That is solely for you. And so he tells Jeremiah that, look, I've set you aside for this and I've appointed you to be a prophet to the nations. And when you're looking at prophet, that God is calling Jeremiah to be a prophet, what he's literally calling Jeremiah to do is to be his voice, to speak on his behalf to the people. He actually says the nation. So he's calling Jeremiah, not just to one nation, but he's calling them to say, hey, you are going to be my representative and my mouthpiece for nations, for many different types of people. You're going to have to speak on my behalf to them. And I believe, princesses, that God has appointed you to be his voice, his vehicle, his spokesperson for, for nations, for the people that he has placed in your life. But Jeremiah, just like us, gives God his excuses of why he feels like he's not qualified enough. And that is, you know, that is something that rings so true in my own life. And I'm sure in the life of you as daughters of God is that we often feel like we're not good enough. We're not qualified enough. We don't speak well enough. We don't have enough of whatever it is to do what God is asking and calling us to do. We look at our sour lemons and like, God, this isn't enough for me to do what you've asking me to do. I don't have what it takes um, and Jeremiah gives that to God in verse six. He actually says, oh, God, um, you're sovereign, but I don't know how to speak and I'm too young. And literally what Jeremiah is saying is like, look, I don't have enough of your word. I haven't studied enough. I don't have enough wisdom to be able to speak on your 
behalf. God, I can't do this. I can't go before nations. And and what am I going to say? And the second thing he actually says to God is, I can't do it. He's saying, I don't know how to speak your word, but also I'm too young. And what Jeremiah is saying is this, is that I'm too inexperienced. I don't have enough wisdom. So you're going to send me to those who are older and wiser, who are kings, and I don't have an experience. Literally, God, I don't have a platform. And, and some of us, look, I don't have enough social media likes. I don't have enough followers. I don't have enough um, platforms. I don't have enough people that are going to back me and support me. I don't have enough wisdom to be able to speak what you, what you want me to speak because I'm young. You know, who's going to read my blog? And, and this is something that I went through personally. It's like, why am I doing podcasts? Who's going to listen to this? Nobody knows me. Why am I going to write a blog? Who's going to read it? Nobody knows me. What am I going to post on social media for? Who's going to look at that? Who's going to hit like? Who's going to follow? Who's going to subscribe? And God is saying to Jeremiah, if you look down at verse 7, um, but the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. That's the first thing he looks at is don't say you don't have the wisdom or the platform, Jeremiah. Daughters, don't say you don't have the platform. Don't say you don't have enough of God's word. God says to him, you must go to everyone I sent you to and say, whatever I command you, do not be afraid of them for I am with you and will rescue you. That is so important because God says, I'm sending you and I will be with you and I will rescue you. Those words of rescuing is going to be so important in Jeremiah's life later on. Um, and he's speaking to him early on. And that message is important to us, daughters. I will rescue you. So dealing with those sour lemons in your life, God says, I am right there with you. And I will rescue you from dealing with these sour lemons. You're going to have to go through the process. But I'm going to take those sour lemons and I'm going to make something so great. And literally, God continues to speak to Jeremiah. Verse 9 says, something so important that then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I've put my words in your mouth. See today, I've appointed you over the nations and kingdoms to uproot, to tear down, to destroy, to overthrow, to build, to plant. God gives Jeremiah exactly what his mission is going to be. And he puts his word in his mouth. So Jeremiah is not going out on his own. God is not only with him, but God has put his words in his mouth for Jeremiah to speak. And daughters of God, God has put his word in your mouth. Do not be afraid. Speak the word of God with the power and the authority that God has given you. Take those sour lemons to the nations and let them see how God transformed the sourness, the bitterness, the hurt, the pain of your life into something that is so wonderful and so beautiful. See, Jeremiah had a hard task. 
he loved God and he loved Israel, but Israel had disobeyed God and had turned to other gods that they no longer trusted in the one true God. And Jeremiah was the prophet that was sent by God to go uproot, tear down, destroy, overthrow, build, and plant. Jeremiah had a mission that he had to go tell Israel, look, you are going to go in captivity. Your enemy is going to come and overtake you. And they didn't want to hear anything Jeremiah had to say. As a matter of fact, they laughed at him and they ridiculed him and they spit at him and they did all these things to try to discourage Jeremiah. They called in other prophets to preach against what Jeremiah was preaching because they didn't want to hear anything Jeremiah had to say. But God was with Jeremiah. He had bitterness. He had hardness. He had hardship. Those limits were hard for Jeremiah to carry. And daughters, I know, princesses, I know those limits that you're carrying are hard to carry. I know that people may laugh and want to know why are you still serving God when he's giving you all of this hardness to carry? Why are you still so faithful to trust in a one that is looking and watching over you to carry those hardness, yet he seems silent in the moment. God seems like he's not speaking to you when you're dealing with all of this hardness. But I want to encourage you with something that God said to Jeremiah further down when he says to Jeremiah, in verse 11, the word of the Lord came to me and said, what do you see, Jeremiah? And Jeremiah responds to God. Jeremiah responds, I see the branch of an almond tree. And so literally God says to him in verse 12, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. So Jeremiah says, I see this long of this branch of an almond tree that extends out and almond trees are huge and then falling from them or hanging from them is all of this fruit that is bearing. And God says, Jeremiah, you have properly seen or you have seen the vision correctly. He says, I am the one that is watching. I am the branch of the almond tree. I am the one watching out over my word to make sure that it comes to pass. Oh, princesses, you don't have to concern yourself or whether or not the word of God that is spoken to you, that he has placed in your mouth will come to pass. That is God's responsibility. And he says, I'm watching over my word to perform it. I will do what I said I will do. So you can trust that if God has allowed sour lemons into your life, it is not going to counteract or destroy or cancel out the word and the promises that God has spoken to you. What he has spoken, he will surely bring to pass. And so Jeremiah takes this promise from God and starts his mission. And ladies, it's a hard mission that he has. He, he goes into exile with the, with the children of Israel, just like they do. He, he suffers the consequences right along with them. He's preaching hard for them. And God continues to speak to him about what he's going to do with Israel and, and, Jer and Jerusalem. And Jeremiah is, is sorrowful because he loves his people and he's weeping over them. As a matter of fact, the whole book of Lamentations is about Jeremiah crying and weeping over the children of Israel, over Jerusalem, his beloved city. He loves them. And at one point, God says, don't intercede for them. But Jeremiah can't help himself. He intercedes. And so he cries out before God. And that's what we do, ladies, with our sour limits. We cry out before God. We cry out for those who won't receive the word of God from us. We cry out. We intercede. But we keep doing what God told us to do, understanding that he is going to make something so beautiful 
with those sour lemons in our lives. So it doesn't matter where you are, how many sour lemons you're carrying. Know this, God has a purpose and a plan. And he is going to transform those sour lemons into something so great and so unimaginable that we can't even fathom it. We don't comprehend it. And right now you may not even see it. Just hold on to God. That's exactly what Jeremiah did. And I'm going to leave you with this. In Lamentations chapter 3, verses 21, Jeremiah uh, says, Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness princesses he's faithful so hold on to that let that be your hope today that God is faithful whatever sour lemons you have he's faithful to turn them into the sweetest lemonade ever be blessed until next time remember to fight life battles God's way with both crown and sword see you soon